Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Culture Colander. Elisa and I are here doing a bit of a different episode because we realize that there's a lot going on that we always want to debrief with each other. And we're like running, not walking to our WhatsApp voice messages, sending like five minutes of hot takes about something (laughs) on TikTok that we saw or a movie or who the fuck knows what. And... They're not enough for a full episode, but they're still things that we always like talking about, we think could be interesting in a podcast format, and I think do kind of get at the whole ethos of this pod with modeling conscious consumption. So we figured we'd switch it up, we'd do a handful of topics to kind of beef it up, not just one, and then see how that goes. If you like it, we'll keep doing them, but this is kind of our first time trying it. Definitely less structure than normal, less maybe research than normal, but hopefully entertaining hopefully we still learn something yes and I think it also creates a space for us to talk about things that are very timely Mm -hmm. that sometimes with how quickly news changes by the time we could flesh out a whole research episode it would be irrelevant yeah so it's also maybe less research because it's just like a new thing that just happened or also this was um a specific request from my husband to have uh, happier topics. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. Um, he okay. is, a, is a sensitive soul. And so there are multiple episodes that he's listened to that he will stop in the middle because he's like, I don't I can't know about this. I can't know about the troubled teen industry. This is too much for me to handle. Yeah. And so he requested happier topics. So I feel like here we can also dump like, yeah, I saw this sweet thing in the world. <laughs> you know? Crap. Okay, so I didn't stray. I don't think I'll depress anyone, but I don't think I'll uplift anyone. That's fine. With my You're going first, and okay. my topic is absolutely ridiculous, so don't worry. Perfect. Okay. Okay, so like always, we have no idea what the other one brought to the table. This first one, I know you won't know about it because it's extremely recent and extremely niche TikTok drama. Oh my god. All right, let's do it. So... Do you remember that influencer I've talked to you about before, Michaela Noguera? No. She's this beauty (laughs) influencer with a Boston accent, and she popped off in the past, honestly, like, since COVID, but she now has 15 million followers on the platform. Is this the one that had some sort of mascara thing happen? Yes. Yes. Lashgate, of course. Lashgate. (laughs) Stop. No, people, people go too far. Not to kind of telegraph early on what my take is going to be on this latest drama but I do think people go way too hard on her okay basically for context on like who Michaela is she's I think like I don't know maybe like 25 or 26 year old beauty influencer on TikTok and she is not like the prototype of a beauty influencer like there's another very popular influencer right now named Alex Earl who's the prototype of a beauty influencer she is thin She's blonde. She's already pretty wealthy before she started making money from content creation. So she already had that like aspirational aesthetic, could Mm. get very expensive like hair treatments at the salon, like had a really nice house. I don't know. Those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Mm. Michaela is not that. Michaela does not come from a super rich background. She's from, I think, like the South Shore of Massachusetts. And she also is not thin. She's... I don't know, like, I'm not plus size, but maybe like mid size is what the industry I I know people like do not want their bodies commented on. But just for the sake of being specific, because I think it's relevant. Mm -hmm. She's not thin. Mm -hmm. And she also has like I said, she's from Massachusetts. She has this extremely thick Boston accent. I love that. I'm no, 
Elisa, I'm obsessed. I love anything that's non-standard in terms of accents. I find accents to be so like endearing. I think it like instantly gives someone like more like personality w- without having to do much. <laughs> like they, it yeah. doesn't matter what they're saying. I'm like, oh my God, I love hearing it come out of your mouth. Or like people who have like women who have like really deep raspy voices. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I just could listen to you all day. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. So she, I, I agree. I love an accent. And I also, as a linguist, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously also just find it like fascinating in general. Like the Boston accent, we're, we're taking a, twi- a quick detour folks. The Boston accent is what they call, this is like the most basic term, R-less, as in like there are certain syllables where you don't pronounce the R. Uh-huh. You know, everyone knows that pot the can have it yad. Yeah. That's, it's part of an R-less group of English accents. Mm-hmm. Like in Britain, Britain mm-hmm. is also R-less. That's why Boston is R-less. A lot of the yeah. East Coast cities have R-less accents because they were sort of like the original, whatever, colonies. Mm-hmm. And so they sort of just maintained that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's cool to hear someone speak and already get some, like, cultural context about yeah. where they're from, where they grew up. And yeah, I don't know. I kind of wish that I had a more site-specific accent. I know. <laughs> well, especially because no one would guess you grew up in Madrid. Yeah. But my biggest pet peeve is when people say to me oh you're from spain mm, i hear it i hear it now and i'm like you're no you don't no you don't <laughs> no they don't get out of oh here my God. that's, that's don't the take worst. this from me okay that's the worst type of person too it's like mm-hmm. you need to prove that you knew oh my yeah. god and one of the people that has said that to me was someone i i used to work with at a at a different job who then would say that i was from brazil so you really oh (laughs) like you're so lost and i was like no i'm from spain and she was like well that's close i was like it's actually really not so you're so lost i'm sorry your instincts are not what you think they are (laughs) like you don't have the accent spidey sense (laughs) okay michaela michaela yeah so she has a thick boston accent and as someone who grew up in boston i know a ton of people who talk like her it's to me something i think i notice less about her but from the comments, I understand that it's something other people find jarring if they haven't grown up with it. And I do think that there's a degree to which, unfortunately, because it is factually exhibited more often by people in lower classes in Massachusetts, mm. people associate on top of that negative connotations, if that makes sense. Like, they think it's a really harsh, like, unsexy accent. Whereas, like, we all know if this was how... I don't know if this was how British people spoke, that would be the way in which we would talk to try to convey elegance or sophistication. It's just, it's all arbitrary bullshit, but whatever people in her comments are always like making fun of the way she says beauty brands. Like there's one beauty brand called Tarte Cosmetics and she says Tat Cosmetics. I love that. (laughs) Or like Kim Kardashian. And people are always in her comments like, spelling out tart instead of the way it is spelled t-a-r-t-e they'll spell it t-a-h-h-h-h-h-t like tat like everyone in the comments is just commenting on how she says things but are they saying that maliciously or are they like vibes i love how she says that it's hard to tell but people do make fun of her accent a lot okay and i i think the fact that people have this sort of like whatever People perform this, like, elitist dunking on her accent and the fact that she's also not a skinny person. Mm-hmm. 
people are just vitriolic in general when she makes mistakes that I think are on a par with what other beauty influencers in the space are doing. Like you're saying she makes a mistake and people come down on her harsher and you think that's tied to her weight? Yeah, I think it's tied to her weight and her accent. I think it's, Mm. I think because she's from a lower class background and not the ideal body type, I think those two work in conjunction for people feeling extremely free to criticize her and they try and backwards engineer the reason they are and some of Mm. them can be valid reasons but the fact that it always reaches a fever pitch with Michaela and never does with the skinny old money influencers I feel it can't be ignored Mm. so for example something going on right now is this guy owns a custom self-tanning business where you go onto his website you tell this quiz what your eye color is what your hair color is maybe what your natural skin tone or undertones are and then it generates for you out of like 125 different possible pigment combinations it generates for you like the best possible spray tan color and then they'll send that to you this like foaming spray tan that you do by yourself perfect you won't look orange you won't look grassy like you'll look perfect that's the idea of this company Wow, that seems really I've never gotten a spray tan, but how would how would you how would I don't even know how to describe my skin tone to someone? No, Ellie, literally what what color are my eyes? Like blue gray? What would what do you think? It depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> but that all that to say, like I Why does your eye this. color matter for a spray tan? Um I'm not sure. <laughs> You'll have to ask the guy. <laughs> so <laughs> So he has this business and I guess he decides that some big company is ripping off his idea where they also had you do a quiz to take at the beginning before your purchase by entering certain, I don't know, like certain features of your coloring in order to get the best matched. I'm sorry. Color. I feel like literally every single website. website, like where you go buy like hair products is like, what kind of hair texture do you have? What are the concerns that you are looking for or like buying clothing and it's like find your perfect match i feel like especially like bra stores have this a lot of like what bras from other brands fit you really well and like what sizes what like literally everyone has a quiz i know i know i don't understand it and like fine go off if it works for you that's awesome but that does not mean that this other self-tan company is ripping you off because they also have a quiz on their website but he was, like, really upset about this and had messaged Michaela back in, like, October-ish, wondering if she might consider doing a review of his spray tan because she had just done one for that bigger competitor mm. that he believed to be ripping him off. And so he was like, hey, reaching out, like, no, you didn't know this, but that company is, like, ripping off my idea and I'm a small business and I kind of, like, get buried by that kind of thing. And I would really love it if you could support, maybe do a review of my product as well. Mm -hmm. And she responded and was like, oh, my God, yeah, of course. Like, I, whatever, love working with small businesses. Let's definitely, like, figure something out. Very nice, kind of noncommittal, but otherwise she was 100%, like, committing to doing a review for him. Okay. In fact, she said, I actually, I think I already have some of your self-tan, so I'll find some time soon. I'll find some time really soon to use the product I already have that I bought with my own money to Mm -hmm. make this review video. She ends up not doing it, and 
he texts her kind of trying to follow up being like, Hey, when is it going to happen? And she'll, she kind of keeps kicking the rock down the road and he's sharing all of these screenshots, by the way, which is another thing. But so she kind of keeps kicking the rock down the road. Like, yeah, sorry. Like I know, I know I said I would do it and I didn't, I I was just super busy, but I'm I'm definitely going to get to it on like December 7th. Maybe she said, okay, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And he was like, Oh, Oh my God. Thank you. Awesome. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Finally, this rocks. Cool. He, because she said that, took out a $10,000 loan in anticipation of all the product he would sell on the back of her review. Also, all of this, this is all going on in like DMs. Yeah, and texting. Like they don't have like a formalized sponsorship, signing, any sort of like, this is what you owe me to whatever. No. And he took out a $10,000 loan based on DMs and just like good faith yeah with an influencer not only is he not paying this influencer but he also didn't even gift her the product she bought it on her own so he didn't give her free product he did not commit to giving her money they have no contract she has 15 million followers but also beyond that she has contracts that are time sensitive that if she doesn't deliver she will have a problem makes perfect sense that she's not getting to your thing yeah. And, and also like, if sorry. at this point, if at this point you're also like reaching out, she's kind of not committing or doesn't find time for it, whatever, even though she's giving you a specific date, I would still take that with a grain of salt. Like so far she hasn't done it. Maybe, you know, like, yeah, she has a history of kicking she this has, rock down the road. She's doing you a favor. Oh my God. It's a favor. It's a favor. She's clearly, as you're just saying over the months since you asked, had a history of delaying. Mm-hmm. So you should keep that in mind. She's not being paid for her work. She has other shit to do. And also, he should know, like, I I know you've never self-tanned. I find it exhausting. And it probably takes me, like, 30 minutes of, like, sweaty work to do a self-tan. So it's not the kind of thing where she's, like, she can just kind of, like, pop onto her video and be like, oh, I love this. Like, she has to have the self-tan on. So she has to not only put it on, but then let it develop and And then rinse it off. And if it sucks... Then she's stuck with the color for a while, right? Yeah. It's not the same as, like, swatching a blush onto your face for two minutes. (laughs) Right. It's a much bigger commitment. So, like... For free. (laughs) For free. So, yeah. Do I think it's really fucking shitty to be like, sure, sure, yes, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, and then not get to it? Like, be honest. Come on. That said, I understand it being a more daunting review to do, especially when it's for free. Hmm. So... December 7th, she says, yes, I'm going to do it tomorrow. He takes out his $10,000 loan. And then... She doesn't do it. She doesn't do it. She ends up a few weeks later, like, posting a video where she is tan. And I think it was just, like, something with her husband. It was showing off her outfit or, like, New Year's Eve stuff. I I have no idea. Not New Year's Eve. It was before New Year's Eve. It was, like, the middle of December. And he texts her, like, oh, my God. Michaela, you look so gorgeous. Like, the tan looks awesome on you. And she was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I love it. Like, blah, blah, blah. They were just talking about it. And she kind of seemed to confirm that, like, she was using his tan, but clearly just, like, hadn't posted a video, like, review. Mm. Okay. So he was like, okay, well, I would have loved the chance to give you some tips because, in his opinion, he thought she looked really orange. (laughs) I was like, why would you say that about your own product? And he has all of his little minions in her comments being like, where's the, like, self-tan review? Where's the self-tan review? Didn't he ask you for a review? Like, where, whatever. And he continues saying, and Michaela's responding to my fans in her comments saying things like, no, and shut up, and then blocking people. 
I, I have no proof of that. We have no... Also, telling someone to shut up is really not that bad. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you should see Ellie's most recent hat. And you would think shut up isn't too snarky. I'm going to have a, a snack account. Yeah, you gotta. Her most... Wait, what What does the hat say? That... Let me pull it up. My... I have a lovely... Pic. Oh. Hey, quick question. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Wait, Ellie, we have to send that hat to Michaela. It's, like, so... to. it's literally so me. My husband bought me this hat and I was like, oh my God. He made the right man. Yes. Like, I just, I just need to wear it to everything all the time. That's exactly what Michaela should be saying in her comments and isn't. Hey, quick question. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God. So... I'm losing the thread, but let's get back to it looking orangey. He decided, oh, she must have gotten a spray tan. And now for mm-hmm. some reason in the DMs is telling me privately that it was my self tan when it wasn't. Because I know I don't make products that orange. She 100% got a fucking spray tan. <sighs> so he's like, so she got a spray tan. She like lied to me in the DMs and then she like didn't post a oh review. New Year's Eve comes around and he texts her and he's like, okay, hey, following up, I would like really love it if you would please post a review. Like you said you would back in early December because I know this is like kind of my thing, but I did take out a loan anticipating the number of products I would sell in the wake of your review. And now I'm feeling stressed and anxious and it's like really taking a toll on my mental health. And so it would just like mean a lot to me if you could kind of like follow through on your word. And I think she said, I don't even know what she said. I think she was just like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll like, do a New Year's Eve review. Or he asked her, like, when you get ready for a New Year's Eve, if you're doing a tan, can you just do my tan and then have that day be the day that you post a review? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she didn't again. Fair fucking enough. Like, no. Oh, my God. Okay. So then he, like, closes out the video by saying... So now I have, like, no choice but to take this to TikTok. Like, I was trying to keep this private. I have I was... no choice. I can't with that shit. Oh, it, I I hate it. <laughs> so he takes it to TikTok. He opens it with, Michaela's lies have cost me $10,000 of debt. No, that's no, how he opened it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not what happened. <laughs> no. You chose to take out a $10,000 so... loan. That is so hilariously revision like okay what do you mean no no she did not like default on a contract no and cost you ten thousand dollars you chose to take out a loan based on a dm from someone who you are not paying yeah or gifting anything to who has millions and millions of followers and tons and tons of brands who are probably paying her out the ass to do shit if you wanted like a a true transaction when she agreed, like, if you DM her, like, I would love to have you do a review. And she says, yeah, I would love that. I feel like then immediately you need to, like, get off the DMs, draft yeah. up some sort of official email thing. Be like, amazing. I'm going to have my team reach out to your team. I'm going to mm-hmm. send you product. Like, let's do the quiz. Get you the perfect color. Map out dates or whatever the process is. Yeah. You can't just be sitting there like, but she told me she would do it. Well, tough shit. And... <laughs> You took out a loan and none of it was going to be paid to her for the review? Like, okay. I wonder what he said to the bank. Sounds like... This famous girl promised me. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I think it was 
his business clearly is powered by Shopify. And I guess, I don't know, maybe when a small business that has passed a threshold of a certain number of sales, they sort of just like automatically pre-approve you for a $10,000 loan. And so he just like the minute Michaela said yes was like, heck yeah. And took the Shopify loan. Okay. I just, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think it's so stupid. So he makes this video airing it Ugh. out. He's like, her lies cost me this much money. And she expects all of us to care about her mental health, but she clearly doesn't care about mine. And he's like holding up his pill bottles and like shaking them around. <laughs> and I was like, just because you told her you were stressed doesn't mean like, you don't know her. You literally don't know her. Like it's not, it's not her, her job to take care of you. And, like, she also talks about mental health on her platform, not in a, like, I need you all to alleviate my stress type of way. Because this guy is clearly telling Michaela, like, you need to alleviate the stress of my decision making. And if you don't, you don't care about my mental health. The way Michaela talks about mental health on her page is just, like, this is really hard for me to talk about, but I want to open up in case anyone else is going through the same thing. Like, I personally have struggled with X, Y, and Z. Um whatever and it's she'll talk about like finding shopping for her wedding dress hard because of body image and like knowing it's supposed to be a special day but it's just it's very emotional and there's a lot bubbling up under the surface she's not like holding if, her followers if you hostage. don't if you don't buy me a wedding dress that makes me feel good you don't give a shit about me like yes <laughs> right that's right that's the analogy it's like that's but that's not what she's doing i so can't with be the like, fucking weaponizing mental health and treating it as something that you can just whip out and say mm-hmm. and then you're immune to criticism mm-hmm. you're completely protected and anyone that disagrees with you for any reason n- does not believe in mental health and specifically hates you like yeah what no where wh- how did that happen like where did that come from why is that a thing now i don't know i it's like really troubling (laughs) but god God, yeah so and another thing he said too in his video is that like because he's trying to blame her for this loan so another thing he said is like in the past she made a video and then he shows it he clips it and shows this old video of hers where she's talking about how she took a break from reviewing these indie or smaller house brands because when she would review them they would be so inundated with orders that they couldn't keep up so Mm -hmm. they would immediately go out of stock and then Mm. they might on their website put certain products as back in stock just to kind of ride the wave of the publicity from Michaela even if they didn't have those products so then customers are waiting months and months and months for their order because they placed an order for something that I guess technically didn't exist at the time so now they're Mm. waiting not just on shipping but on manufacturing as well and then those customers would get really upset, start leaving negative reviews on the business, and then the businesses would get really upset with Michaela. That's tough. Right. And people mm. in her comments are always like, you only do corporate. Like, you never work with small business. You don't give a shit about small business anymore. And so she had to be like, no, like, I was having, like, trouble navigating these waters because it ended up that sometimes it didn't serve the small business. And then, like, yeah. they were honestly lying to their customers about products being in stock when they weren't. And, like... Then I felt bad for the customers. I felt bad for the business. And it just, I needed to take a break. He clips that and is basically like. That's why I took out a loan. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, as if, as if she told him directly, you should take out a loan. Like, get ready, babe. Order's yeah. coming your way. Yeah. And it's like, that's, but that's not what happened. Yeah. And, and you also don't necessarily have a guarantee that because she puts a video out, you're going to be so overwhelmed with orders that that loan is worth it right or maybe you didn't take out nearly enough like you're gambling 
and that's right. something you need to know and understand if you're going to be running a business but that i'm that's really helpful like i feel it. like for her to say yeah she might say like this product fucking sucks and then now you're right. stuck with the loan and nobody wants your product <laughs> um but that's helpful for her to say like I, I hadn't thought about that of small business that like sometimes the net effect will be negative because people will think the business is a sham yeah and not trust your opinion anymore right like michaela recommends shitty stuff that never arrives yeah and then that hurts her livelihood. Yeah. No, it's like, it's just, whatever. It's tough. But um, she ended up making a response video kind of being like, I'm like bummed this is something that we're like sorting out on TikTok now. But I, I should have posted the review when I said I would. I didn't get around to it because it's like kind of a laborious, time mm-hmm. intensive thing. And... Oh, so um, this is all happening in December, you said, right? Um, Yeah. The like text exchange is happening in December. This situation went public from that guy's video yesterday the day before okay but the exchanges are happening in december yeah that is also the time of year that brands Mm -hmm. spend the most amount of money yeah on publicity and on sending things to influencers that's when they're getting all of like the most inundated because people want to buy things for the holidays and stuff so again you have to be a bit realistic like if she's going to be getting like big brand deals and putting out reviews and ads or whatever. And you want her to do your thing for free on new year's Eve. It's just not realistic at all. It's just not realistic in, 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 in no world. And sure. You could say in a perfect world, she could have said to you, you know, I'm really sorry. I can't fit this in right now, but that's sure. People don't always handle things in the way that would be most ideal for you. She didn't do anything illegal. Not that that's like obviously the benchmark that as long as it's legal, it's fine. But like, I, I just, I, this feels like an interpersonal issue that you then made business decisions upon yeah. that you shouldn't have. And that's a you problem and a learning lesson, yeah. hopefully. But the whole like, now I have to take it to TikTok because I, I have no choice but to reveal the the deep, dark reality that this person made me lose $10,000. Uh, no. No. Not at all. <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous. Wow. And the whole thing with his lie as well, or him saying, she's a liar. She told me she used my product and she fucking didn't. She clearly got a spray tan. I've been in, the, in this industry for a long time. I can tell that's a spray tan. You've been in this industry for a long time and you took out a loan based on a DM. <laughs> like, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she she in her response video was like <sighs> it wasn't a spray tan i just why did have... she even respond i'd be like i know i feel i'm bad. not even well, I, I mean you're obviously like damned if you do damned if you don't like if you don't respond people you do, are like oh you your silence is telling yeah <laughs> oh my god um i, I wish she wouldn't because i feel bad but this one is kind of blowing up and it's just yeah. like whatever it's all her comments right now so she made the video she said no i use this like she uses this filter that just amps up the saturation on her videos so she was like if i turn that off and she turns it off and it becomes suddenly her video is now like i don't know 10 15 less saturated in color she's like this is what it looks like i'm wearing it now here and it's not orange at all like it had gone from looking kind of orange because of the saturation filter to looking less orange and she's like I, if I was making a review of a spray tan, I wouldn't have had yeah. this like color enhancing filter on. Well, see that. But the reason I that did, would have been something that you could put in a fucking contract. If you said, I am going to send you product or I'm going to pay you to do this review. Yeah. You cannot alter yeah. put effects on the video, whatever, change it in any way, because that would be like false advertising or yeah. some shit. If you had 
put this in proper writing with a signature, <laughs> then you could get upset about it if she did a review with the saturation on. But that's just straight up not what it's happened. It's just not what happened. She made a video <laughs> that wasn't a review of your product. She happens to look tan in it. You decided she looked orangey and then accused her of lying to you personally about using her product when you thought you really got a spray tan. And in reality, she just had a filter on like I'm pretty sure most influencers do. Mm -hmm. Like every picture you ever see on Instagram, the saturation's amped up. That's just a fucking fact. So if she was actually making a self-tan review, she would have taken that off to be realistic. But she hadn't gotten there yet. So people are mad at her? People are fuming. At her. Yes. All right. <laughs> it does not square. Like, I can't square the fact that they're mad at her. And the reason I think I'm particularly upset is because I actually do. And I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist or a cynic, but I actually think this was his plan from longer ago than he's saying it is. Like, I think the point at which he took out the loan and then the review didn't go up the next day, I think he's been kind of like, Honestly, maybe a takedown video will get me more publicity than her reviews would anyway. And so... That's so gross. The reason I think that is because a few months ago, he did this other, what I think is kind of facially a publicity stunt for himself. He did this, I guess, favor for Trisha Paytas, where she really wanted, I don't know, these like... Gucci shoes or something. And so he had noticed that she was on her Instagram story selling some of her purses or other things to save up for these shoes that she wanted. And he was like, guys, Trisha Paytas has been there with me, like through it all. Like I always watch her YouTube videos when I was like depressed and when I was like stable, like she's very parasocial relationships type vibes. She's Mm -hmm. been there for me through it all. Like let's raise this money for Trisha Paytas to get the shoes that she wanted. And that's fine. That's like all well and good. But if you're doing it from your business account, it's like, Okay, so you're trying to get publicity for your business because then Trisha Paytas notices. Messy, messy, Right. But then Trisha Paytas notices, is obviously so grateful and has like since had him on her podcast. And so it's sort of like, I think he's actually pretty savvy about the way to piggyback off of someone else's name and likeness to get publicity for his own business gain. Like he isn't doing that from a personal account. He's doing that from his business account. This is the account he uses to sell self-tan. Which that is the like structure of the influencer market i'm gonna have someone who people follow support my brand therefore the people that follow her will support me yeah which is fine if you're doing this as a business transaction (laughs) right like i like that is the influencer market great but like you weren't doing any sort of proper channel and expecting her just out of like the goodness of her heart right what the headline should be is like influencer says she'll do a favor and then didn't you also like while a publicity stunt can certainly drum up some noise about your brand you better a be very very confident in the quality of your product but like you better have a a long-term like marketing plan after that because people move on very quickly so you might get a surge of in in this week people buying your product because they want to hate on Michaela and support you or whatever but yeah. what percent of those people are going to be continuing are they going to be long-term clients or long-term customers of your product you have no idea because if they weren't buying it because the product was good they were buying it out of spite or something like you better yeah. hope that they fall in love with it and now can't live without it right I, I feel like the rate of return on this publicity thing is not that 
beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you had just, if you had like, literally just done the contract or whatever is business standard, industry standard, that probably would create more longevity in the customers because it would be based on how good your product is, not yeah that you got mistreated. Also, like, it, I feel like as you're saying the contract, I feel like there's also a world in which you could have been like, you know, I know you have 15 million followers and I know that you have a lot of people requesting a lot of things from you all the time. And I think her waitlist, like, if you want to work with Michaela, like, it's she has a long waitlist. So the fact that she was even kind of committing to this is already pretty remarkable. I think that at that point, if I had gotten the fucking time of day from an influencer with 15 million followers i would have locked that shit down as you said i would have ran to my email instantly and i would have been like out of the goodness of your heart you're choosing to prioritize me above your like four-year backlog of requests so out of the goodness of my heart i know this isn't the money you're used to but i'm gonna give you x dollars yeah just to say thank you thank you so much for taking the time she took the time to like speak with him for 20 minutes on the phone the like first time they chatted what i would have been like Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. On like, that phone call, I would have been like, I know that you work with much bigger brands. I don't have that kind of budget. What do you have? Like, um, do you have some sort of sliding scale, some sort of like, I'd love to make situation that you would do for smaller brands. Like, let's figure out how we can make this work. Especially if you have them on the phone, it's much harder to say no to people. Like, yeah, get something said and then write it down and send it to her and have her sign something. Like, <laughs> it's so it's. I like the fact that he even got her on the fucking phone when she has 15 million followers. And I'm not saying that because I think people with 15 million followers are God. I'm like, I, I could just hard shit. to I'm reach. Saying, they're hard. To they're reach. hard to reach. They're and busy. they have a long backlog. So I'm like, also that you got her <sighs> on the phone that you didn't get like a business manager on the phone. Like you're talking to her. Yeah. You dropped the ball and now you're upset yeah. because you didn't take advantage of a lucrative opportunity and you messed up. Okay. That's not her fault. That's your fault. Yeah. yeah. But he knows because of the way people have reacted to her before. He knows if I make this sound, if I tell this story in a certain way, people will be on my side because people are always ready to fucking hate on Michaela. I think it's really funny how like the internet world is so not the real world. Like <laughs> if you tried this in public and in person, you're either going to get punched in the face <laughs> or lose all business credibility I don't know. I, I right. just, people blow things so out of proportion and then talk mm-hmm. like something so horrible has happened to you that. Oh, listen just- to this. <clears throat> this is a comment on my video that I made being like, I don't think she fucked up. Mm-hmm. Not even saying that I think he did. I was just like, this isn't supposed to be something that was ever up for public debate. So someone goes, I agree that there's always a pile on, but it's due to her getting caught lying so many times and never taking accountability. Is the lie literally, she said she was going to post it December 8th and didn't post it. Yeah. Someone else goes, as an influencer, she should have never promised to review him. She should have been honest. Like, okay. I mean, sure. She shouldn't have promised. But once again, that sounds like a personal problem. Like, yeah. Like, I I don't understand the, I had no, someone told me they were going to do something and then they didn't. Therefore, I have no choice but to let the internet weigh in on it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people need to look inward a little bit. Like this is reminding me of our parasocial relationships episode of like, what made you trust her reviews to begin with? Do a little moral inventory on why you, you trust someone in general, any influencer. So 
then they get caught in a lie or whatever and you're mad at them why do why am i mad that this random woman is is lying about her product reviews who what authority does she have to tell you anything you gave her that authority yeah why did you do that and and like <laughs> i think we're kind of having like a reckoning on like what amount of trust we're supposed to place in influencers because they really haven't been around that long and in the beginning they weren't being paid the way they are now because brands didn't yet have influencer marketing infrastructure so they were really just doing honest reviews or like their monthly favorite things vlogs or whatever and like now there's infrastructure so now they are being paid and like what needs to change in order for us to like regain that trust or do we look elsewhere for that trust like what like i get that it's this transitional moment in the space but it's not all supposed to fall on this one creator Mm -hmm. and i think it's patterned and kind of obvious why it is falling on this one creator Hmm. So that's the tea. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. So my topic is much shorter. Cool. <laughs> um, okay. And just silly. So anyway. Perfect. So for context, last year I went on a trip with my dad to Iceland that we'd been wanting to take since I was like nine years old. And we had the best time. And now we feel like we're from Iceland and we send each other any article, anything that, that I see on the internet that says Iceland, I sent to him and he sends to me and we're like, look what happened in Iceland. Look at the homeland. <laughs> um, and when did this come out? Okay. So I don't know why I saw this when I saw it, because this article came out in like 2015, but I saw it recently. Also, in case somebody doesn't know, there's an area in Spain in the north called Baix Basque or Basque Country. Mm-hmm. So people from there are basque anyway so the title of this article is basques safe in iceland as district repeals decree to kill them on site oh 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 no 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 no. wait 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 decree first of all i never knew iceland was capable of such violence no i have to read this to you this is so incredible no no no, it's incredible oh no Okay. okay So, the West Fjords District Commissioner invites Basques to a ceremony to revoke a 1615 law that sparked oh. a massacre known as slaying of the Spaniards. Oh! oh. <laughs> so, basically, they just... It's, like, ceremonial that they took this law away because it's 400 years old and clearly people weren't just, like, shooting Basque people <laughs> in Iceland. Right. But, so, basically, in... So, in 1615, there was a storm that destroyed three Basque whaling ships on an expedition that they were on in Iceland. And so there were 80 members of the crew that survived and they were left stranded in the area and they had nothing to eat. So they just started robbing people and farmers to eat. And so this started this conflict between the whalers and the locals. And so the then sheriff was like, fuck this. They're stealing all our shit. Mm. If you see a Basque person, kill them. all y'all and like, fact I, all basque people i'm like oh my god kill them on site which is so 1615 you know and so and and so <laughs> this law obviously is not like no <laughs> no one's doing anything about this fucking law and they in 2015 decided to formally repeal this and they're like it's one of the darkest chapters in our history they they killed 30 basques oh my god which we imagine surviving the the, the slaying of the spaniards <laughs> first of all that sounds so cunty like so mm-hmm. slaying of the spaniards <laughs> also imagine surviving the crash 
of the whaling boats in like the cold seas and then just being like shot on set, like unsuspecting. <laughs> You're just like, okay. Like, but what I thought was so, so Iceland, of, of, of th- this whole article is so Iceland because they're literally so like upset with themselves and they killed obviously 30 people. It's still 30 people, but they're like, they, we killed 30 Basques. And that is one of the bloodiest massacres in our country's <laughs> history and it's such a dark chapter oh, and oh, and we so we wholesome. need to be able to like the, the, literally this guy in 2015 is like i invite the basques to come to this ceremony and I, we want you to feel safe here and this is a symbol of peace <laughs> we are a people of peace i'm like you are so cute like <laughs> this country the, you are so- you were getting robbed and so they, they killed 30 of them and now 400 years later like they can't live with themselves and they have to repeal they've been carrying it around for centuries they've been carrying this guilt i i'm I, obsessed with this it's so funny that's that's what we need if we could all carry the level of guilt that iceland people carry i don't know i think a lot more apologies would have been issued by now this is a symbol of peace we are a people of peace i'm like fuck yeah iceland. They didn't need, okay did the basque people go to like receive this honor or whatever i don't know if any, if, if i think basque people that were there maybe went but i don't think it was like a big deal <laughs> That's so fucking funny. So anyway, so I read this and I was like, this is incredible. And I have to share this with Audra because it's like so wholesome. And then I was thinking of like how many laws like this must exist that are so outdated, but so like common sense that you're not going to do any like that. First of all, that we don't even know oh, is that mean, thing. Do you mean like the right to bear arms or something like that? Well, not, not, not so much that. <laughs> <laughs> but like laws that we that were like so hyper specific and that we yeah, yeah, don't yeah. even know about and we don't know about so nobody would arrest you for them and even if you did know about it it'd be like well duh you're not like right so so then i was just looking up like funny laws oh please okay so in arkansas it's illegal to mispronounce the state's name <laughs> which it kind of should be arkansas but does it have like a punishment like what would happen does it say no i don't know what would have happened Maybe you'd go to jail. Shot on sight, like the Basque. I don't know. <laughs> in, in Colorado, you can't catapult. You can own a catapult, but you cannot catapult things. <laughs> what about slingshots? <laughs> mini, mini catapults? <laughs> you cannot. And also, it's like, if I have my catapult, I can't even use my catapult. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a tragic. <laughs> that's like, you were telling me about the, um in our Greek life episode, you were telling me about the, like, New Hampshire and Vermont laws where like in one of them being naked in public is fine but you can't disrobe in public and in the other you can disrobe in public but you can't be naked yes yes I'm like what what happened (laughs) like what what that's that's how you know there was like so nothing going on and like no precedent for anything because all of these things are like from the beginning of the country and they're like huh that I don't love that let's just make a law (laughs) let's just why not make it a law but it, it feels like that with the catapult like I can have my catapult, but I can't use it. Like, oh, so I can disrobe in public, but I can't be naked. Great. <laughs> What's the point then? Exactly. In in Alaska, you're not allowed to be drunk in a bar. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Which is kind of like the disrobing thing. So if you get drunk at a bar, you need to leave. Yeah. And if you're already drunk and you know you're drunk and you walk into a bar knowingly to drink more, also illegal. You irresponsible person. <laughs> well, drunk people are famously responsible, so I'm sure that never happens. Yeah, exactly. This one is so funny to me. This is so, like, old-timey. In Connecticut, pickles must bounce. A pickle cannot be sold unless it bounces. Because apparently, oh. at one point, 
this law became necessary because there were two scheming pickle packers Mm-mm. who tried to sell pickles that were unfit for human consumption. Uh-oh. And so the Food and Drug Administration, like the Connecticut commissioner at the time, was like, a real pickle needs to bounce when dropped from the height of one foot. And if not, it shouldn't be sold. I'm like, this sounds like it's from a fable. Like two guys. I thought you were. I honestly thought we were getting into uh, legislating inanimate object territory of being like, we're going to arrest the pickle if it doesn't bounce. Like, <laughs> get up and fucking jump. <laughs> if that pickle doesn't bounce. We say bounce, jump. You, you say, say how high. high. <laughs> no, but I love this idea of like these two nefarious pickle packers who were like, you know what? We know these pickles. These cucumbers didn't look so great. We pickled them anyway. We're packing them. I'm going to sell it. Whatever. And the food and drug yeah. guy's like, absolutely not. <laughs> and the way to identify is by bounce. I wouldn't eat the pickle then. Now it's bounced on the ground. Yes. Covered in vinegar. From a foot like, of what? one height. I mean, whoa. From a height of one foot. It's, <laughs> it's so amazing. It makes me think, too, of like, you know, when you're in college. Okay. So, for example, my college, we had finals before the holidays. So, I would wrap up the semester on, like, the 15th of December. My twin sister, her finals were after the holidays. Mm-hmm. And she had to take finals in January. So mm-hmm. she was always like Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's. She's studying, which sucks. That's very British. I know. But you know that feeling of like, oh, like we're both in college, but like you got the short end of the stick. Yeah. I'm picturing the pickles in Rhode Island being like, ha ha, like you have to bounce. Like we don't even have to. <laughs> like the fact that there are these state specific laws, like, okay, only Connecticut pickles have to bounce. It's like really hard to be a pickle in Connecticut. No, it's no, okay. And, 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 and no one's you talking really about should, it. No one's talking about it and you should really acknowledge your privilege. The Rhode Island pickles never acknowledge your privilege talk about taking accountability yeah michaela don't even worry about it because the pickles are doing way worse and we're good there okay i have another silly one and then the next one is from florida and you're like whoa curveball <laughs> um so delaware Wait, let me take a sip of my coffee <laughs> so in delaware to prevent quote mischief of any sort the children in the city of Re- rehoboth beach rehoboth uh, Re- thank you rehoboth not rehoboth <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fine. If I were in Arkansas, shot on sight. Shot on sight. <laughs> um, they can only go trick-or-treating between the hours of 6 and 8. Unless Halloween falls on a Sunday. Then they will have to do the trick-or-treating the evening before on October 30th. <laughs> Justin Rehoboth? Yes, to prevent mischief of any sort. Because from 6 to 8, there's no possibility of mischief. And wait. <laughs> it's just so specific. If it's on a Sunday, what time do they have to do it? They can't do it on a Sunday. They have to do it the day before on oh, the 30th. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. because mischief happens on Sundays. Or or maybe, like, <laughs> it's God's day and, like, we can't even be doing this pagan-ass holiday. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But then right. the next one is a Florida one. <laughs> In Florida. <laughs> this article literally says... I'm nervous. We know that kids can be annoying, but please remember that in Florida, it is a felony to sell your children. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Like, and when was that one um, written? Does it say? I'm, I'm, well, I'm like, okay, isn't it a felony to sell your children everywhere? Yeah. In Florida, we have higher standards. Even though those damn kids are annoying. <laughs> did so- Oh, my God. Did someone... Is it not a law anywhere else? And we just kind of common sense don't sell our children. But in Florida, they had right. to make a rule because people... <laughs> i don't know i don't oh, know man. No. like do they have a child selling problem maybe oh my god in georgia you can't you can't eat fried chicken with utensils 
I mean, exactly. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. That sounds yeah. reasonable. Like, why anyone? Why were you doing that? Because that is serial killer behavior. Apparently, a tourist was quote unquote arrested in 2009 for using a fork. That's <laughs> which so is funny. incredible. You know, like see, that is what we should be using the police for. 100. <laughs> percent In Illinois, there's no quote fancy bike riding, which means you can't have both hands removed from the handlebars. Or both feet removed from the pedals. Or any, quote, acrobatic shenanigans on your fancy Oh, bicycle. oh, oh. I was picturing, like, elegant bike riding. I was like, I'm picturing, like, a lady in her petticoat, like, corset, side saddling on a bike and being like, slow princess wave. Like, that level of fancy. But <laughs> I, I guess they mean more like fancy footwork. I'm sure they wouldn't like that either because you have to have both feet on the pedals so if you were doing a mm, side thing mm. you wouldn't be able to <laughs> so none of that but you lose your virginity if you have both feet on the pedals what is that why is that why side saddling existed what <laughs> i'm wait okay side saddle horseback riding isn't that because oh because because you could like break your hymen or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that i I'm mean that makes sure. sense that makes sense so actually this is not of god we should be riding our bicycles <laughs> side saddle <laughs> Actually, let's legalize fancy bike riding. Exactly. You know what, Illinois? Do better. Yeah. Oh, in Maine, you can't advertise on a tombstone. Was that a problem? <laughs> I don't know. What? Who was advertising what? Like, what if you... Like, I... Okay, I don't think you should be able to put an advertisement on somebody else's tombstone, but if you want to use your tombstone real estate to advertise... I think that's well within your right. So that's what I need to know is who was advertising. Because I agree. If it's Grandpa Joe and his cobbling business. Oh, okay. That's his dying so wish. it says on another person's tombstone. Okay. Oh, stunning. But I mean, because right, low key, you'd have to put this in your will because how would you advertise on your own tombstone if you did? No, you have to have your affairs in order for sure. <laughs> you to have get. to have your affairs in order. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll end you with, I'll end you. I'll leave you with one from your home state of Massachusetts. Me and Michaela's home state. Yes. Perfect. No dancing to the national anthem. What the heck? It's such a bob. Don't get don't get frisky. Why? That, I feel like that shows like the passion of my patriotism. If I'm like busting it out. To no, the no, national no. anthem. No, no, no. It's, it's I mean, that, and we're not having that conversation. People are upset about taking a knee. What if I'm dancing with my hand over my heart? No, 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 no. It doesn't count. I okay. think you're going to have to stand on the border of like New Hampshire, Massachusetts and dance in full view of people from Massachusetts. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was, I, I really enjoyed looking up these old laws and thinking like, wow, people are really hot and bothered. I don't know. Like, like things were just happening that are so ridiculous. And they're like, we must <laughs> make sure this no, never does, happens again. It makes me feel connected to human history when you know that like, we're all doing life for the first time. Truly. And you just happened to be doing it a few hundred years ago. But we all honestly have no idea what's going on. We don't. And 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 we're actually so simple. And that's why we're so lost right now in the world. Because things have gotten way too complicated for our little brains. And, you know, it, it wasn't too long ago that we were bouncing pickles, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Culture Colander is produced by Elisa Nolasco and Audra Fitzgerald. Show art by Angela Cho and music by Santiago Hervella. Research for each episode is conducted independently and is for entertainment purposes only. Information shared in the show reflects the best we know at this moment in time, and there is always more to learn. 